Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is he going to come back? <laughs> Trying to keep the suspension up. Maybe it was someone else today. Uh, and we're doing German Shuffle number... 11. Number 11. Now, for anybody new to the podcast, once again, this is more of a variety show. Instead of one topic throughout, we're going to be doing, uh, you know, 10, 20, who knows how many little small topics along the way. So you get more bang for your buck, if you will, even though this is a free podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's like when you go to a a party that has like an open bar, but somebody offers to buy you a drink and you're like, and then later you realize, wait, these are free. Yeah. Interesting. Anyways, let's um, shuffle. And as you know, today's sponsor is Clio. Clio is a language learning app in which you can learn Spanish, Italian, and of course, German. This app offers a completely unique learning experience that sets it apart from all other language learning apps. The app teaches you with interactive videos in which your virtual tutors will ask you questions regarding, for example, how to say a phrase or a word, and they will actually rate your pronunciation. The Clio app offers fun virtual tutors to learn with, such as Felicia, the host of Faley from Germany YouTube channel. She'll be on our show soon. And of course, people like Alex and me. We're also on the app. You can learn from us. Uh, Let's take a little taste of the app so you know how it goes. Let's give these phrases a try. See if you can order a whiskey. Ich hätte gerne einen Whisky. Gut. Ich hätte gerne einen Whisky. Thanks, Jeff. I thought I did pretty well, too. And you can find the Clio app. It's K-L-E-O on the Apple App Store. It's coming soon to Android as well. Or go to meetclio.com to learn more. Excellent. Fun app, you know. You know what I've noticed? Uh, you say ich as ish. Yeah, I know. I, it's Well, I'm trying to... It's like, it's like, it's like a combination. I think you go to... I have to go hard. Like like in the app, you can hear me like... Noch, ein, noch. I think it's a mixture noch, of what we both ein, say. It's like, go deep, like, but they always say it's like deep noch, in the back, back of your throat, you know, it's noch, like Klingon, you know, noch einen. Sounds more Hebrew. Um, <sighs> anyways, German's fun. So welcome everybody to episode 110. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. Once again, the just numbers keep on, like every time people ask like, how many episodes do you have? And I, you can I think, don't know. 110, like, I don't know. Anyways. I, I, it's, I don't know. <laughs> We're, we're still cooking, we're still cooking with gas, having fun. Uh, but you know, as you probably are aware, before we get into the topic, we got a little uh, what do they what do you call it? Little uh, shout out, housekeeping, news, you know, housekeeping, take care, take care of, yeah, keeping so, the house clean. Yes. So uh, first, we mentioned last week that there was this uh, like horrific incident uh, in West Berlin, in which a car had hit several pedestrians and. They were worried this might be a, another act of terror, or was it an accident, etc. Um, a quick update: um, it was. They've determined it was not an act of terror. The person had uh, mental issues, and they are now in a psychiatric facility. Okay. Um, still unfortunate. A person died, and several other people were injured. So, yeah. um, you know, it's uh, so it's only a very, you know. S- like slight bit of positive news that it wasn't a terror attack, but still doesn't change right. change anything for the, 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 the victims who were there. Exactly. exactly. So, yeah. but that's just a quick update on um, what happened in Berlin last week. Yes. And in other news, Jeff, uh, we're finally going to plan our meetup. Yes, the in-person meetup. The second one is coming. You know how they said winter is coming. Yeah. Uh, now for, summer for Game is of coming. Thrones. Yeah. Now whiskey is coming. <laughs> On Friday, July 22nd. Now, if you had heard us say July 15th by accident, that's what it was, an accident, a mistake. The actual date is Friday, July 22nd. We are going to be meeting in a location that we don't know yet, but we'll tell you. Let you know next week. So it'll be July 22nd from 7 to 10 p.m., guys. 7 to 10 p.m. Everyone's welcome. Uh, We're going to reserve some tables outdoors. Going to have a game, maybe a prize. Maybe a prize. Yeah. And we'll just, you know, hang out, drink some beer, converse. Just, just, just hang out. Have a good old uh, time. Yeah. Again, everyone's welcome. That is again, Friday, July 22nd from 7 to 10. Location to be announced next week. Yes. Oh, and uh, (laughs) another interesting story. A man in Bavaria was recently fined 5,000 euro for simply giving the middle finger to a speed camera. The man was not even speeding at the time. (laughs) This, This is how sensitive German police are 
you get a 5,000 euro fine for just giving them the middle, the middle finger. Uh, in Germany, giving somebody the middle finger while driving can result up to a year in jail, a fine or both, which That's, I think is absolutely ridiculous. What I love about the U.S. is that you can literally go up to a police officer, tell him to go F himself, and he can't arrest you for it. because They might shoot you, though. But, but, but I'm like, like saying like you can say, you know, I like the, that freedom of speech, the freedom of yeah. hand gesture. Uh, I, don't, I don't like constraints like this where you can't give a middle no, finger. That's just and, and a $5,000 euro fine. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's come on, that's pretty harsh. Pretty, that's ridiculous. Come on, Germany. Come on, Germany. What are you doing? <laughs> Let us flip off cameras if you want to flip off cameras. Uh, and one last thing of news, the inflation rate in Germany has reached a 50-year high which is pretty wild when you think about it because Germany's gone through many times of inflation, uh, extreme infl- inflation. Yeah, yeah. We're not I, there yet, luckily. So, so this is, so they're talking about, it's like 50 year high. So that means even when the German wall came down, or the Berlin, sorry, when the Berlin wall came down, the, it like, we didn't, they didn't even encounter inflation fluctuations like we're experiencing now. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like major, what are you laughing at? It was an accident. What? I said German wall. I meant to say Berlin wall. Um, but yeah, I, I was actually noticing today going going to the store. I mean, the the usual sliced meat I get for brunch, which normally one ninety nine, is now two ninety nine. The oh yeah, everything the, the, like everything is now not a few, everything is like a euro more than it used to be, and it, it's actually really it's hurt my wallet these days. Oh, like, really? Um, every time yeah. I go every time I go to the grocery store now, I'm noticing that yeah, my bill is always like fifteen, twenty euro higher than it used to be. It's cra- yeah, it's and I'm I mean, cheap and I'm shopping at the cheap shops right at the moment. Yeah, same, I mean, same, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, but it's everywhere. It's all around the world right now. So for anyone who uh, is mad at... Uh, don't blame Obama. Don't blame Obama <laughs> or Joe Biden at your gas expensive. It's everywhere. Just like relax. Ob- <laughs> it is not one person's fault. I mean, Biden's I, not, not hitting up all the world and be like, yo, guys, let's make this gas expensive. But if there's one person you want to blame, I would say go to Vladimir Putin. Uh, yeah. you, you know, like it, it's a... There's a variety of factors that come in, but of course, the war in the Ukraine is one of the biggest that comes in. So, if you want to blame one person, I would say blame Mr. Putin. You can Trump, Trump's buddy Putin. Just blame him. Exactly. Um, anyways, we had a fun weekend this weekend, didn't we, Jeff? <laughs> you made that sound like we we got eloped or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. we we got eloped. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, we went to the Tempelhof Sounds, which is a music festival happening at the old Tempelhof Airport, which uh, in Berlin. Which is now a, a big park, and uh, it was the first year it ever happened. Uh, True, yeah, it was. Yeah, hopefully it happened more because it was just like awesome. I had so much fun. One of the best organized music events I've ever been yeah. to. I mean, everything like was very clear. There was enough space for everybody. You could use cards to purchase everything and anything. They had free, free water, water stations. I, they I even mean, had like uh, bio toilets. Yeah, true. Which is pretty cool. And also like normal, like this had a lot of toilets. The, st- the sound was good. The bands were incredible. Uh, I finally got into a mosh pit for the first time in like two or three years. Yeah, so, I've been yeah. waiting to, you know, to mo- it's been a while since I pushed some people around. So uh, yeah, that was really fun. And yeah, we had a great time. And they had guys with keg backpacks. So like, so, so say you're enjoying your band and you don't like, oh, I don't want to like miss, up miss 20 minutes of this. There were just literally, and not even just one, there was like 20 of these guys walking around and they'd just come up to you and be like, refill? And they would just on the spot, refill your beer with their little spigot there and you give them some cash and they'd walk on and you don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, yeah it, it was brilliant. So well done, Temple, well done, Temple of Sounds. Um, I really hope there's one next year. And every band, at least on Saturday when we went, every band was top notch amazing. Really, Yeah, like they, 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 they all played great. Great live shows, man. Yeah, um, great time. And then what, what'd you end up doing on a Sunday? Just, just like chilling out from the... The, yeah, the yeah. Sunday, day. I just uh, I relaxed. Uh, you know, also on Friday we had your engagement party. Oh, true. Um, oh, true. Yeah, f- which I, I, I forgot to invite me, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I wasn't. I was the only person not there for the first three hours. But. Yeah, it's true. Uh, on our rooftop, um, uh, Bobby set up this incredible. It was go- it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. This incredible setup yeah. for them, and we and then we I brought uh, I brought your fiance now over from work, and um. Just trying to tell her anything. She had to go to the bathroom. Like, no, let's go upstairs to the rooftop real quick to say hi to everybody. And uh, yeah, it was lovely. It was really fun. Because you lied and said like, oh, we're just going to be watching like a movie on the rooftop with right. some, a few friends or whatever. Yeah. Unfortunately, nobody kind of told me about this. So and and that Friday just happened to be a day where I just I had an epic amount of work. So I was going to be working till like 10 p.m. anyways. But I was like, oh, OK, they're just watching a movie on the rooftop. Like that sucks, but I'll have to miss it. No, but no big deal. Right. I could do that. You know, whatever. 
And so, yeah, I'm at, I'm well, at, I'm jokes at, on you, Jeff, big deal. So, so I was at home and then finally at like, I don't know, eight or nine, my girlfriend called me and she's like, she's like, no, no, no this, this, this is an engagement party. Like you need to get over here right now. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, like you've been there by yourself for two or three hours at our, at our engagement party. And yeah, so yeah, but, I, yeah. Hey, but it was, but yeah, it was, it was, it was beautiful. Um, and, uh, yeah, really appreciate it. Really cool. Yeah. No worries, bro. Uh, what else is really cool is uh, Japanese whiskey. And that's what we have today for the first time in a long, long time, actually. I love, I've never met a Japanese whiskey that did me wrong. Like, they're always hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't know what that sound was. Sound like the Predator or something, but yeah. That's how you say delicious and predator It is. Uh, and, and this is, today we're drinking the Cheetah, uh, if I'm saying that right. It's single grain Japanese whiskey. It's interesting because, you know, we've had Suntory. We talk about Suntory. Suntory Toki, I believe we had, which was right. very good. And it's really cheap, too. So this says it's from the Cheetah Distillery from the house of Suntory Whiskey. So I don't really know what that means. It's not the so it's Suntory. It's like a subsidiary of, of I, Suntory, I guess. I guess Suntory uh, makes a lot of whiskey. And this is the Distillers Reserve, the Cheetah. Ooh, yeah. I, I mean... I'm excited. And for, for some reason, like a few Japanese whiskeys, there's no um, real... We're not going to get a pop here. It's a screw-off top. Oh, that was the worst. Sorry, so, guys. So, here we go. Mm, that's so unsatisfying. Yeah, it was. And like a typical Japanese, very light color, uh, you know. Yep. Got that white wine color that a lot of Japanese exactly. whiskeys have. Like, uh, you know, a nice German Riesling <laughs> color. You mean uh, Grabogunda? <laughs> or that, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So... Smells like a. Oh, that smells really good. Yeah. Cheers. Nice. Yeah, that's mm. interesting. That that's got some flavor to it. Wow. Yeah. Big fan. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's do this. Let's do it. <laughs> Jacked up now. It's funny. Like depending on what whiskey we get, it it does kind of change your energy for the rest of the podcast. You yeah. We start with a good one. You're like, yeah, let's go. True. And it's a bad one. You're like, mm, I don't know. But uh, before we get started to the episode. Uh, everybody, if you'd like to, we're not forcing you. We'd love to you to give us a five star review yeah. on our podcast, but you know you don't have to. It's your life. You can go change your winter tires and summer tires in your car if you want instead. Exactly, and you know, take all of your like um, your thick like winter socks, put them in the attic, and bring out those little like uh, you know summer booties. You know, yeah, like, you, could, you could do that and switch switch those out. I mean, it has to happen at some point. Go and, clean your fridge, and you've been wanting to do it for months. Exactly, you've been seeing those stains in the back of the fridge, and you're like. Gotta exactly. get to that. It looks gross, but, but I don't want to, yeah. if you don't want to do that to your fridge, you can give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts instead. What, but again, what we're not amazing. forcing you. No, would be great. Um, also, uh, check out our Instagram. It's at americans.in.germany.podcast. And check out our website. I have heard on the street, it's one of the best websites in the world, if not the best website in the world. Yeah, like last night I was visiting with our uh, friend Cody on the way home, just like in the darkness in the back alley. I heard some people whispering about it. I just heard like, did you do anything about it? Like I just, as I was went by, like oh, really? really quickly, uh, I stopped and then I went and there's nobody in the alley. Oh, yeah, it was almost like it was like a whisper on the wind. But anyways, it's it's weird how these things always happen to me. It's like always as I'm right going by, somebody's talking about the website. So. Yeah, so I mean, it must be fantastic. And that's agdwpodcast.com. So you can check that out. I mean, if the whispers are right, then I'm not going to argue with spooky ghosts. Yeah, and again, we don't have to go into it, but there's more than just listening to the podcast. Lots of extras in there. So go check it out. Lots of fun stuff for there is. fun listeners. And without further ado, as I say in uh, France, yeah, Quebec, I don't know. We're shuffling it now, guys. We're in it. You can't escape it. This is the German shuffle. Wicka, wicka. Here we Where go. Where are we starting? We're going to start with Flix Train. But Alex, what's a Flix Train? What's a Flix Train? <laughs> Let me tell you, little Jimmy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's a train. Buzzkill. <laughs> Jesus. So much energy. It's to a just... train on Netflix. <laughs> So uh, there, there's this thing called Flix Bus here in Germany, and it's just another bus company that are pretty- not just another. It was like the first truly kind of discount bus uh, bus company where tickets are literally like five euro, ten yeah. euro. Yet the quality of the buses are great. Has free Wi-Fi. Has a bathroom on board. Blah 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 blah. So exactly. Um, yeah. So uh, a few years ago, Flix Bus said, "You know what? Let's get into that train biz. Let's get on some rails and uh, choo choo over here." And uh, yeah, now there's something called Train. It's been around for a few years now. And I just used it the um, a few weekends ago when I went up to Hamburg for the first time. And it's pretty cool. Um, so I went What's from- it? That was the first time you were in Hamburg? No. First time I took Flixtrain. Uh, so, okay, yeah. 
So I took a Flix train to Hamburg and back, and it took about two hours to get there, which is like the the speed which of from an Ber- ICE. Yeah, from Berlin to um, Hamburg, that's actually a good a good speed. Like you, with regional, it would be twice that. Exactly, and with the ICE, it's around the same speed for twenty euro round trip, and that's not bad. And I looked the other day from Berlin to Leipzig, for example, five euro each way. Yeah. So basically, Flix train is a great alternative to Deutsche Bahn because Deutsche Bahn for these same distances, you know, it's like you look and tickets are like. 70 euro 80 euro 100 something euro 50, exactly. like, like 50 euro each way you know so it's uh deutsche bahn lately has not been cheap uh and when you book a ticket on deutsche bahn you're not guaranteed a seat in the train unless you book a seat extra which costs another four or five euro like a seat reservation i guess right yeah, yeah. but on a flix train you're uh, automatically guaranteed a seat with your ticket which is also really cool yeah uh i guess the only problem with it is that because the private company using the deutsche bahn rails which are you know public rails um, there can be times where your train is just like canceled because Deutsche Bahn's like, Hey, we're busy today. You, we can't have your train on these tracks right now. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Deutsche Bahn puts, believe it or not, the Deutsche Bahn trains in priority over priority. the Flix, the Flix uh, so train. Uh, I heard that can happen. I haven't heard any stories of that happening to anybody that I know, but I heard it can't happen. So yeah, just I don't, proceed I, with I don't think it's on a regular basis. I no. think it's, uh, you know. And to be fair, uh, Deutsche Bahn fails like all the time anyway. So right, there's so. really no difference. So yeah, Flix I'd rather, train. I'd rather fail for 20 euro than for 100 euro. Exactly. Yeah. So Flix train, if you're in Germany, I think also around Europe as well, check it out. It's pretty cheap and um, you get places really quick. And the trains are really nice, high ceilings. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, th- I recognize. I was like, oh, these ceilings are uh, high. Did you take any pictures on the Flix train? No. Okay. So that will not be on the extras page. It will not. Alex is not thinking about content. But uh, speaking of trains... Yeah, I, actually, we, we've got a, f- a few train things coming up, so uh, so, so you get it, get in that mood, you know. So it's chugga chugga, <laughs> chugga chugga, choo choo. Uh, but yeah, this is another one. Is um, the kind of the battle that happens on <laughs> on German subway uh, trains and S-Bahn trains and regional trains uh, over whether or not the windows are open. Yeah, it, it's a it's a struggle we all go through, and there's always some weirdo who, on like the hottest day ever needs to like it just he, he, like he looks like he's just visibly upset at the window and he just yes. goes and just like angrily slams it closed and, and you gotta remember uh like 90 percent of the trains here have no air conditioning so without those like those windows even those, those windows open it's not comfortable no but those windows are like making it so you're not pa- passing out like it makes it just <laughs> survivable the windows just kind of <laughs> cool down the beads of sweat that are accumulating all over your body yeah and so like yeah, June through September, you need those windows open. You just, you just do. But for some reason, there's these random people who are. Yeah. And then, then you go to, you're like, no, I need it open. And then they're like, and then they, but they're more aggressive. And so you're eventually, you just kind of, you know. Yeah, you'll be sitting down you know, in your little sits area and they'll just come up and reach over you. You smell their lovely, lovely undeodorized pits and they just close the window. In the middle of August, when it's like 35, 40 degrees, it's ridiculous. And you'll hear that you'll hear maybe some of them say, "Es seat, es seat," and I, it's like this. Uh, I think that a lot of older Germans have a superstition that if there's any type of wind, you're, you're just gonna die. Like you're gonna get sick. The and wind die. is healthy, especially on a hot day. Like it cools you down. That's the whole point. That's that. Well, this is what I don't understand okay. because in the apartments. Partners in the apartments, they have no problem opening and giving you know luftung. But I think that's because they're legally required because their contract on the train. They're like, ooh, finally, I'm finally, not I, can, re- <laughs> I can just close those. Things. I can sweat with all these people around me. It's fantastic. <laughs> so uh, yeah, you'll if you're new to Berlin and uh, it's your first summer, get ready. And if someone closes it, just open it again. Yeah, and especially I've had times where it's like it's your bank of seats yeah and the person walks over and closes your way it's not even the window above them you right know what i mean um but uh, like uh, on the other end of the spectrum you have this problem in winter when it's like you know negative five degrees outside and people are like opening the windows and you're like no 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 like it's I'm, like it's freezing you know yeah like, exactly uh so, so there's, yeah there's always gonna be somebody who's but it's you know it's like you're not on the train for hours you know what i mean it's like exactly. you're there for five minutes for 20 minutes maybe it's like just i mean especially during corona too man we need you know a little bit of air. air yeah so if someone yeah a little advice if someone op- uh, closes it and you want to open in the summer just open it again most people are not going to no most people will, will side with you like if it's yeah. summer and, and especially in berlin like people will side with you on that so just exactly just open it because yeah. But yeah, so just like say if you're a tourist or you just moved to Berlin and somebody closes it, don't feel like you have to let you have to like uh, you know lay down for that. You know what I mean? Just uh, not you know go ahead and bring that bad boy open. 
Exactly. Uh, and, and But you'll find on trams, they have the same little windows, but they don't open. Um, yeah. And it actually says, uh, what does it say? It says Fensta uh, Fashlisen or something like that, which means, what it's, the German was told me, it means the window's capable of opening, but it won't open. Yes. So <laughs> Also, the trams nowadays, most of them have uh, air conditioning. That kind of works. Right, yeah. Um, and actually, um, a lot of the regional trains I've been on lately have pretty decent air conditioning. Yeah, like, that's They're true. very comfortable. So like, it's it's not like 99% don't have air conditioning. I, I I think it's like, it's a 50-50. Like, no, yeah. uh, on the trams, yeah. but every U-Bahn, no air conditioning. Every S-Bahn, no air conditioning. Just continuing with the train. Uh, Let's keep it rolling. This train theme. Alex I mean, down. to be fair, we are on track, so yeah. we can't really diverge where we're going. <laughs> we're on track. Cause, cause so Alex train. wrote down edge of platform. So he's going to explain to you what that means. Yes, I did. Um, I think you mean people get upset when you stand near the edge of the platform? Oh, I'm referring to um, on the edge of the platform, you will see a line that's a little textured on it. And that line is to mark uh, white people, uh, white people, <laughs> for white people to stand back. <laughs> the white line signifies for blind people that you're coming to the edge of the platform now and to, you know, stop walking. Uh, I, th- I thought it was pretty interesting. And sometimes it has like um, bumps like yeah. as well. So maybe that's for it always blind has bumps people for well. blind people. Yeah. It's always bumps or, or some lines, something like that you can feel. And then also in the train stations, you'll see uh, some of these metal benches and underneath is like a little hanging pipe. I never knew what it was for. And I found that it's also for blind people. I guess when they're walking and they feel that like dangling pipe. They know there's a bench there to sit down. Yeah. You mentioned that, but I feel like at the, but the same moment you would just feel the bench itself. Like, you yeah, know, I know the dangling. Th- I don't get how that helps at all. That's like, fair too. I don't have, know, but we'd have to ask somebody. And also speaking of edge of the platform, uh, I've had many occasions where old German men and women have yelled at me for being near the edge of the platform. Oh, like, really? you've been yelled at. Oh yeah. Yeah. F- a few times. Um, what? uh, like, Oh, you're not supposed to stand at the platform. Oh, like they start freaking out. And, it's like, okay, the edge, and when we say edge of the platform, I'm not talking about like I'm dangling over the edge. I mean, the edge is like the final two feet. So it's like, it's a thick edge. You know what I mean? It's that's like that's painted white. You can safely stand there. You'll be fine. The train does not go beyond the edge of the platform because of course then the train would be hitting the platform. So as long <laughs> as you're on the platform, you're fine. Uh, but I've had a few times where yeah, old women have yelled at me and told me to get back, you know, it's, it's like, come on, man, just like, hey. I get my arm ripped off. Let me get my arm ripped off. Yeah. It's, that, on, it's on me. That's right? your choice. Yeah, it's my choice. I, I choose a stand not near the edge because I always get nervous. Some like drunk guy is going to come and push me. Yeah. Oh, that went dark. Yeah. Because that does happen <laughs> not in uh, Germany, but it happens worldwide. I've heard stories. It does, ha- past it, few it does that, happen. Yeah. So I, I but, but I've never heard of that happening in Berlin ever. So I think we're fine. Yeah. Anyways, um, okay, great. Now, not, now I'm going to worry about that. I never thought about that before. Jesus. Well, maybe you should, Jeff. Maybe you're living life a little too uh, by the seat of your pants, huh? <laughs> I guess so. Got to be a little more big cautious. Picture. Yeah, big picture now here. Everywhere I stand, I have to be like, okay, where could somebody push me to? Yeah, um, everywhere you stand, you never know. You go, you, you can always get pushed. Yeah, look at you now. Oh God. <laughs> okay. No, no one's here. Uh, oh wait, and I think like why? Why just leave the subject of train? Let's just keep. Yeah, like you said, we're training it up. We're on that track. Um, this is an interesting one that I've been wanting to bring up for a while, but it's uh, hit home recently with the nine euro ticket and the fact that trains are even more crowded than usual. Yeah. Even before the nine euro ticket during the summer, of course, I- I'm a cyclist. Like I, I go cycle A to B everywhere on my bike. Uh, usually there's like, I almost never get on the train during the summer months. I'm always cycling. Um, and you know, I like to go on nature cycling routes you know it's where you have to take like a train an hour outside of berlin and then cycle for a few hours and come back etc if you're a real cycler you just cycle there yeah which i have done before as well uh um, oh god that sounds terrible but last time girlfriend complained so now we take the train there that's <laughs> what i do too i t- take the train to the spot and then you ride for two hours yeah no last time we were going to vonzi and i was just like let's just cycle to vonzi like why take the train to vonzi then cycle so we're gonna cycle to it but anyways long story <laughs> We're really, I digress. We are digressing uh, a lot today. Anyways, even before the nine euro ticket, during the summer in Germany, you'll find out that most Germans love cycling and they want to go to the same cycling places you do on the weekends. So what happens is, you know, a train comes and whether it's an S-Bahn train or a regional train or what have you, there's always certain wagons that will have big stencil symbols of a bicycle on them that signify to you, okay, this is the one area you can bring bicycles, you know? Right. And so instead of 
bank seating. The um, the area is more open and they have like little seats along the wall that fold up. So that way when people, when bikes come in, people can get up and now there's space for the bikes, right? right. But again, even before the current overcrowding, no one gets up. There's the, like, same with the battle with the window. There's the, you will be in a battle for the bicycles because what happens is on the weekends, A, the bicycle areas will be full and you'll walk in and there'll be just like 15 bikes. And so it's like, you really, and so it's kind of like, and some people are too passive aggressive. It's like, no, you got to throw yourself in there or else you're not going to get on that train. You know what I mean? You got to just push yourself in there. And then you have, again, a lot of people who just, they don't need to be sitting in this area and they don't stand up. And, and it's like, this area is meant for bikes. You you are really taking up a space of like where 20 bikes could go. Right. Pretty much you're allowed to sit there if there are no bikes or- Or, or, or a or, baby yeah. stroller exactly. or uh, somebody handicapped like right. in a wheelchair. But if, so, if, that, if, one, if one of those three things pop up, you have to stand up and move somewhere else. But often, and it's weird because Germans love following rules, but this is like one of the few rules Germans just, some Germans just don't want to care about. They will just sit there, even though those bikes surrounding them and everyone's staring at them, kind of give them the evil eye. Like, why are you, why haven't you gotten up? And, yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll just be- I'll just be like, please, can you move? This is the bike car. Like, there's truly no room for me. Anyways, and so, you know, it's, um, and then what will happen is you'll, you'll get in there. And then as the stops go, you'll, your bike will be now covered in like five other bikes that are blocking you. Right. And then to get out. <laughs> yeah. That's the fun thing is your, your stops coming up. And I would always recommend like two or three minutes before you get to stop. That's when you start getting your bike out because it'll take you two, three minutes to like to, especially with the bikes, they have so many dangly bits and stuff. They, yeah, get, they, exactly. they get like entangled and it takes forever to get the bike off. But anyway, so lately with the nine euro ticket, they're more, more overcrowded. And we had one train and which I think I mentioned last week where we just physically couldn't, there was, didn't matter how much I pushed. There was just no room on the train and we literally had to miss the train and the next train was in an hour, which sucked. So anyway, just be aware, uh, you know, show up early to the train stations and just beware that, you know, it's going to take you some effort, some time, but don't worry. Like if, if, if you speak to people, uh, and organize, you can do it. You know, you just like, you tell somebody like, uh, oh, Hey, I'm getting out in two stations. Can you move, you know, move your, the cyclists are pretty good at like talking to each other about which station they're yeah, going to Yeah, the cyclists at. are, but the problem is like, yeah, I, the, yeah the, the, the sitters, the people, the sitters, yeah. like I've been on a train with Bobby and we had our bikes and it was a pretty crowded train. And the people didn't stand stand up, so we just you know we're just holding, standing up, holding our bikes. Yeah. And it was crowded, and this guy was like grunting and looking at us, like blah 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 blah. I'm like, bro, if you just like got out of the way, I could my I could put my bike over here and be way more room in this wagon. But you're sitting down, so stop getting mad at me. Yeah, because of you, then you have to stand with your bike in a non-bike section, right? right? And then as people are getting on, you're maybe blocking them, and they're annoyed. And it's like, well there's this clear section for me that I could be out of the way. I tried. I, I can't, you know? Yeah. So, so that, that, that's, that's annoying. Yeah. Anyways, next one, not doing a, a train one anymore, but uh, unfortunately, I guess last fortunately, I'm not really sure, uh, but there are less abandoned buildings in Berlin these days. And I think it's probably a trend around Germany. I noticed um, we hadn't, you know, we, you, me, we like to urbex. Our friends like to urbex. Me and my girlfriend like to do some exploring abandoned buildings. And yeah. for the first time, I think last summer or no, not last, actually, I think we did a little bit in the winter for the first time. I'll say in a few months, there's a nice website I use to that has a nice list of uh, the different main abandoned buildings and has like a nice map and kind of explains how to get in into certain places, etc. cetera, and how, how hard it is, et cetera. And I've noticed every time I go to that website over the years, the list of places on there that, that still exist are shrinking or yeah. you just fizz, like forget even trying to get in anymore. Um, yeah, and it's just, and then now at the, we're at the point that compare that to ten years ago when I moved here, about half of the great locations just do not physically exist anymore. They've been torn down. Um, they're apartment buildings now, or they've been completely, utterly sealed up with brick and mortar, and, and it's just impossible to get in. You know, yeah, it's, that, it's, it's that's why I say it's, yeah. like, it's like a good thing and a bad thing. I mean, it's a bad thing for us to like to go to these places and explore, you know, history and see all this really cool stuff. But I guess the good thing when the city's developing more and becoming more modern, I guess I don't know. I mean, it's good, but some of these places, they're well outside the city in just random locations. You know, I know. That, that they're not in the way of development. Um, but yeah, it's sad because like, to me, it's like, I don't, I go to these places because I, yeah, I love the history, you know, yeah. um, and seeing kind of like this, an area frozen in time, if you will, you know, and, and just like you see, lo you get to explore locations that normally you can't explore. Um, so it's too bad. And uh, yeah, there was this one years ago, there was a, it was the naval headquarters for the for the german navy during world war ii Ooh. um where it, it was in berlin but you know there's they would send uh signals to the um the water to to the atlantic you know to their submarine fleet etc um but but it was but this was like 
maybe out, hour outside Berlin, and it was this like three level bunker, really cool underground and amazing. And then like two years later, when my dad was visiting, I wanted to show him. By the time we got there, things had changed. It was now sealed up, and it's like to book a tour, call what? Oh, and, and we went all the way out there, and I felt so bad because I really wanted to show him. But it's just, it's just, it's too bad. Like, you know. To, it's, it's nice to be able to just explore on your own and suddenly these things are getting commercialized and, you know, but, but yeah. it is what it is, right? Because all, all these locations are pr- probably owned by somebody, right? So Ex- exactly. It is know, what it it's, is. It's private property. So exactly. Uh, next one. Here's a little fun pro tip that we got from our buddy Misha. So if you're traveling around Europe or Berlin, you're like, oh no, I got to charge my phone. I'm not near a charger. There's no 2% left coffee I, shop nearby, yeah. but you have the tier Scooter app. <laughs> so it's, it's a very specific, you know, it's that was specific. a weird laugh. I know. Yeah. Well, I'm realizing how, how, how ridiculous this life pro tip is because <laughs> it's so specific. If you happen to have the tier app, T I E R, it's a scooter app on your phone, you can book a scooter and they have little place to put your phone on the scooter, you know, so you can navigate. Yeah. And they charge your phone wirelessly. Which, which, I mean, it's, it sounds like a weird tip, but I would, basically what we're saying is if you're desperate is before, if you're coming to visit Berlin download the tier app, just, just to have it. And cause a lot of people will use these scooters anyways to get from A to B. So we're saying like, it, it, you know, if you, if you want to have a secure place to charge your phone, use tier instead of Voy or what have you, because at least they give you a place to charge and, you know, and sometimes that's, it, it can affect your trip when your phone is about to die and it's like, wait, I need Google maps to get back to my hotel. I need Google maps to get to wherever or, or to, to get the QR code for the museum tickets I bought online. Like, right. you know, you, 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 it's important. Your phone has become an important tool, you know? So, so it, it dying <laughs> can affect, can affect your trip in a big way. No, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I don't even seem like you don't agree with me. I, don't. I know. I know. I totally agree with you, but I think, I think our listeners understand why a phone is important when you're traveling. No, I, no, I, of course, but I, I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm just pointing out because in normal life, sometimes like when your phone dies, it's just like, oh, now I can't talk to Stacy anymore. You know, like it's like it's it's very trivial. But like True. When, you're, when you're traveling, I'm saying I'm saying like when you're, when traveling, you're traveling, it's more, it's that it's, much it's, more it's important. It's more important because you're not you're not in your home base. You yeah, know, like, come on, that's good. Inf- it's good. No, no, you're right. It's right. good tip. Oh, it's good tip. It's good tip. To me. So just yeah, you, you use a scooter, charge your phone. Just, you know, let's let's. That, that let's, was a good pro tip for Misha. Thank you. Thanks, Misha. Great pro tip. Here's a pro tip for me. The C zone in Berlin is the worst. See, the C zone in Berlin now, is the worst. If you don't know what we mean, uh, there's different fare zones for the uh, public transportation here. The subways and the trams, the bus, everything. So a is in the middle, and then around A is B. And then around B is C. But like 99% of everything you're going to see, do, hear is going to be an A, B. A, B. But what happens is there's these random occasions where you have to go one station into the C zone. And it requires you wasting... A, a, it's always last minute you realize it and now you're scrambling. To like, oh crap. And then you have to buy, you have to buy a, like a, a ticket extension for yourself. And if you have a bike, an extension for your bike. Yeah. And for this. And suddenly it's like five, six extra euro just and, to go one station extra. If you don't like, have it, the fine is just as much as if you had no ticket at all. You can have an AB ticket, be in a C zone. It's like you had no ticket and you'll start charging you 60 euros. And keep in mind, the airport is a half a station into the C zone. So if you're taking public transit into the city, buy an ABC ticket. Yes. Like, and then when you're leaving Berlin, get an ABC ticket. This is very important because right when you get on the S-Bahn, you'll be like, oh, no one's here. Doors close. And then someone's like, tickets, please. And you're like, yeah. oh, Fuck no. Mitte. Yeah. And, and really like, yeah, it's because you start, like you said, in the C zone when you're, when you're at the airport and the second those doors close, somebody will ask and... And I live here, so I always know. But one time, like five years ago, I was on my little seat waiting for the train to leave. And then suddenly it just hit me. I'm like, C-Zone. And as I said that in my brain, and the doors closed. And Whoops. then, bitter. And I went, oh. And then he immediately, before he even came over to me, I pulled out my ID. Because they always ask for your ID. I, I pulled my ID out, got it ready for him. He came up to me, and I was just like, I don't, have, go. I, I don't have a ticket. Find me. Like, You're a 60 year old. Get yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was just... Ah, it was, it's rough. It is the so, worst. So good tip, Alex. Yeah. And I didn't laugh at your tip. And, uh, it, was, it, was, it was actually uh, your tip. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I hear something else that Jeff hates. 
Uh, judgmental should, club entry policies. Shouldn't everybody? Uh, you know, we went to Zizifus. Zizifus? Sisyphus. Sissy, sorry. Sisyphus. Uh, Sisyphus, which is a club in Berlin the other day, we went, but we went more of the open air during the day stuff. We're, we're doing like nighttime clubbing. Right. But it'd been a while that I've been, since I've been to a club like that where, and it's just, I don't know. I think it's just demeaning and gross. It's just cause like it, you, you doesn't matter. You're dressed nice. You have the money, but you get to the front of the line and then there's some guy who literally looks you up and down like a piece of meat. Just shake their head it's, and be like, it's nope. gross. And, and they can literally just go, nope. And Not today, buddy. For no reason, just just arbitrarily just decide that the three hours you waited, which I'm not, I didn't wait three hours. I'm just saying that some people do, but I would never do that. But right. I'm saying like some people do wait three hours and they just get a nope and then goodbye. And then for other people that look exactly the same, they look at you up and down and go, yeah, sure. And I just, I just think it's gross because it's like I can go across the street to a bar, drink the same beer I'll get here and have the same amount of fun but without the judgment and guaranteed going in. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it, it always rubs, it always puts me in a bad, bad mood for like the first 20 minutes I'm at a club because it just sure. rubs me the wrong way. And so, some clubs, um, you know, they ask you who's playing tonight, what DJ's playing. Do you know the DJ? It's a quiz. It's a quiz. I've been here before. It's a quiz. But, you know, on the other side, I don't mind it too much um, because they try to make sure that the people in the clubs are people who are, you know, those type of people that they want in the club. And not a bunch of like stag nights and people who are too fucked up to, uh, to, you know. Yeah, but looking at somebody human. for five seconds, they don't know who you are inside. So it's, no, it's, no. So, so, so how do I, so how do they you're, know? You're, you're totally right. Yeah, you're you're like, absolutely right. But still better than letting everyone in because I've been to you know in other countries, gone to a club, and I had such a bad time because all these super drunk tourists, and um, it's not as it's not as safe for a lot of women who are there as well because all these people like groping you, and it's like not safe and very assaulty. But again, it's like. They could be letting in all these gropey, salty people that from five seconds staring at somebody, you have no idea if he's a gropey, salty person. No, not it, like, so, absolutely. So, it's like that, so I'm saying like, that sounds nice, but this door policy does not prevent what you're talking about because they cannot judge if somebody is a gropey, salty person by just looking at them. Well, they can judge if you're too drunk or just like a stagnite or, you know, how you respond to their questions and things like that, I guess. I know, but they but they can't judge if you're an asshole or if you're a creep or you're going to assault oh, somebody. No, absolutely like, not. You know what I mean? So like, it doesn't prevent any of that. It's just like that's just happenstance if that works out. You know, it's just like that's what I don't I just don't like it. I think it just reminds me more of it's like I don't know. It's like it's like you're back in high school or something, and like oh you're not cool enough or whatever. They, like these stupid clicks people had in high school and stuff. No, I don't know. Fair. It's just. It's just not. It's just not a great start for a fun evening. I don't know. Like having somebody just judge your appearance, or I don't know. You, you seem to enjoy it. I don't know. I, like, I, I don't uh, enjoy. It. I, okay. I just. I just doesn't doesn't bother me too much to be honest. I don't know. Why. You probably the thing is I've gotten denied to many clubs, and it it's just and that and like the first few years I lived here, it literally I just walk up and they just like nope, and then for no reason like. And then so after a few years of that, it's like, you know what? Screw these places. I'm going to go and have a better time somewhere else that that, <laughs> that, 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 that you don't have, that, you know, it's like cheers where everybody knows your name. Like everybody's welcome. It's like, it's, it feels better. Like it's much more like the world I want to live in where everybody can come in. You know? No, like, I, I, absolutely fair. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love it, but you know, it's, it's fine. I, I get it for like in, intense places like Barakine. There's for sure that a certain clientele they want in and right. a certain clientele they don't. So like. In maybe those extreme cases, I'm like, okay, obviously they want to maintain a certain level of getting weird. So like right. in, a, in a good way, I mean, you know, because um, when we were younger, like me and my friends used to get weird as like, hey, you guys want to get weird tonight? Like meaning like, hey, you want to have fun tonight? You no, know, like I, it was I just kind of like funny. So I, 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 I'm not judging anybody by saying weird in I'm, a bad way. I'm, just, I'm, I'm also in uh Getting, getting to be an old person now. Okay. I, I understand getting no, weird. I'm just making sure the listeners know I'm not judging somebody by, for being weird. I'm super weird. So, uh, but anyway, so yeah. Rant over. Rant over. <laughs> Next one is flower shops in the underground station in the U-Bahns. Uh, and they're, they're like freaking everywhere in the city. So many U-Bahns have flower shops. And I <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing. I always wondered like, how are these flowers staying alive? There's no sun or rain. Yeah, the true because it is like just in the darkness. And, and just for, as a reminder, everybody, the U-Bahn is the subground. Yeah. Subway. Uh, and then I realized that obviously they're very bright inside because they have those UV lights, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, no, but like a lot of them seem that they have the bright fluorescent lights, but those aren't UV. I think they have, so I mind they look like fluorescent, uh, like those big squares, but I asked and they're actually, they're actually UV lights that they put up there. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's why they stay alive in, you know, in a dank 
underground station for so long with zero natural light yeah and and, and then then so yeah they're everywhere which is kind of cool so if you know every time on the way home i always, always pass a flower shop so if ever need and flowers and do you stop and grab something for bobby fairly sometimes uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was about to be a lie fairly it's, fair, it's fairly sometimes rare, fairly rarely fairly fairly rarely uh <laughs> but, but, they are, but they are great like uh, you know you're going to a party going to like housewarming party yeah. or or you're just like on the way home crap it's valentine's day on your way home, you're, you're if you take this train, you're guaranteed to pass five of these exactly. flower shops. So, so it's pretty boom. cool. But then the question is the mystery that Jeff and I have. I need I need the mystery music in the background. Give it to me. Yeah, the mystery. Are they open on Sundays? We don't know. They are sometimes. Yeah, no, that's, no. Wait, that's not the mystery. The mystery is why are they open on Sundays? They are for sure. Like like a lot of the ones nearby me are open on Sundays. Mine is 100%. like sometimes Sundays open, sometimes it's not. And yeah, and then the question is, the real mystery is, is how, how, yeah. But, uh, and if you're in the States, you're like, why is this a mystery? It is like, because in Germany, almost nothing is allowed to legally to be open on Sunday. Except for like astronomy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, uh, and I have a flower shop near me that's not in the subway that is open on Sundays, but how does it go beyond these rules? I have no idea. I think it's the flower shop mafia. I don't know. <laughs> They're 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 deep into politicians' pockets. You've heard the garbage business in the Sopranos? This is the flower business. Like the movie The Town with Ben Affleck. Yes. Yes, it's like uh boss slash handler was uh, the flower shop. Didn't yeah, well, that didn't, was the didn't, front. Didn't end well for him, but it did know. not. Spoiler, Spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> movie's been out forever. If you haven't seen it, you didn't want to see it. You should see it though. It's pretty <laughs> yeah, good. Great good movie. As long as you like everything being Boston. Every reminded that you're in Boston. <laughs> Let's move on. Which is so hard. We get it. You're Boston. <laughs> Relax, Ben. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do we got? <laughs> so next one, German farmers break plates night before weddings. Okay, moving on. No, yeah, just... that's, that, that's one. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is something that my girlfriend told me, which I didn't know. because, it, And it's not necessarily farmers. She said it was more people in smaller villages, you know, which tend to be people who work. On live farms. on farms, um, but it's like a German cust- a custom to break ceramic plates as good luck, and you do it like at the wedding. Yeah, but do you remember? Is it the bride and groom would do it, or the the guests do it? Or I I, I don't know. I'm not a farmer. Okay, <laughs> neither am I. Uh, but but it was interesting what she told me because I I I'd just seen through movies and heard you know through the grapevine that uh, in Greece uh, smashing plates is also a kind of a wedding. Uh, thing, you know oh, what I mean? Yeah, okay. Um, so, so I knew that, but I didn't know it was also a German thing. Smashing seems because you know, like I mean, as a Jew, we smash yeah, uh, Tov and you like smash, smash a cup, a, smash a cup, and everything. So apparently, breaking things is good luck in a lot in a lot of uh, I guess so. cultures. And, and, and unless like you break a mirror, that's terrible luck. I don't know. Yeah, then you're just screwed. But uh, but but yeah. So so uh, she said not in big cities, but in in definitely smaller cities. Smash. I just but I don't know. Like, do they? Are they breaking their own stuff, or are you like going out and like, okay, let's buy some cheap IKEA stuff and just break this? Or I don't, I don't know. I, I like to assume that it's like your great, great, great grandmother's family heirlooms that they've been passing down for, for generations, just waiting for like the eighth child of that name to get married, and then they smash like shit that's worth you know thousands and thousands of euro. That's like to imagine. In reality, it's probably something like IKEA plate. But the expensive old stuff. Imagine the amount of luck you'd get from breaking that. I mean, that's just. I mean, I, yeah, maybe maybe the luck, uh, the more the older the plate is, the more luck right. you get. Exactly. That would like, make sense. Like the more it's gonna make your mother cry when you break it. Right. The more luck it is. Like if if, if your great great grandmother's now literally rolling over in her grave, then you know You didn't do it right. You didn't do it right. All right. Yeah. If if you get an IKEA plate or like a, a plate from, you know, like a uh garage sale, you're getting like negative luck. Mm. I I thought it would just be like, or bad luck. like one week of luck, you know. One, one like, week of yeah. luck. It's like, oh, oh, everything's going great, babe. You'll, then, oh, you'll yeah. have a good honeymoon, and, yeah. then, and then it's all down. It's all down. <laughs> Which, to be fair, probably you lose, you lose your house, your dog dies, everything's just going down. You're like, oh, God, why didn't, why didn't I use grandma's plates? Why did I use grandma's good plates? Yeah. I just wanted them for Christmas. But that's an interesting thing. So, like, I had, um, until she told me that, I'd never heard of that, seen it depicted in a film, or, you know what I mean? Like, so that's why it surprised me that breaking yeah. the plate as, as a German cultural thing. So, interesting. Interesting. Um, if you're in Berlin, another cultural thing that you will notice is that uh, people are lazy and yeah. they, some people don't want to 
uh, actually participate in getting rid of their old stuff, like putting it on eBay Kleinanzeigen, which is the German Craigslist or what have you. Or like uh, Facebook Marketplace or calling, you know, the trash uh, company to come pick it up. Right. Doing the correct thing. Uh, people, what become as uh, custom in Berlin and I'm sure other German cities is you just kind of place your old stuff uh, on the sidewalk in front of your building and people will walk by and take it. And I looked into it. Uh, legally, when it's under a certain size, it's allowed. Oh, but technically, all the furniture and everything that people put out is are completely illegal. Like you're not allowed to do that at all. Oh, okay. Um. So, but like, so a small like cardboard box with like some books and and you and see trinkets. that a lot too, which is cool. Like cardboard box with yeah books, trinkets, or uh, pots su- and pans, super shanking on it, yeah, which means cool. like to take. Um, so that's illegal and the cops are fine with it, but anything o- over a certain size, it's like a 2000 euro fine if they see you doing it. But if you, if you come to Berlin and, um, you have an apartment, good luck. I mean, congratulations, you got one, but now you have no money because the rent's so expensive. You could probably walk around the city and furnish your whole apartment after like a few months of just finding shit in the street. Yeah. You can get really lucky. I mean, a, g- a good example is, um, one day after living here for a few months, my girlfriend just comes home like carrying this huge thing. She said, look what I found. And it was the matching. Oh, brilliant. Gar- the garden box that we have in our. Oh, outdoor- really? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Like it, it matches our thing perfectly. It, it is part of that set. And she, on our street, she's walking home and somebody had put it out on the sidewalk to get rid of. And it was like exactly what we needed. And perfect. And perf- you know, so. And you can get lucky. Yeah. To be fair, I'm saying this like my nose up because people don't want to participate and call it. Like I've left a lot of furniture out on the streets before. And every single thing I've left is gone within like an hour or two. And one time I left these two giant shelves from like the DDR. They're really big, nice, solid wood, but they were just kind of ugly and heavy. I don't want them anymore. So I I put them on a street. I was like, if they're not gone in two, three days, then I'll call, you know, the trash collectors. Uh, And they were, they were gone within two days and they were like really, really, really really heavy no and again for some for some people it's great because it's you know you got a low budget and it's like wow okay i needed a shelf here's a shelf um but i would say like please take responsibility for it like you just said because we had a few people who they put out these huge dressers or commoda in german in front of our building once and stayed there for three or four days nobody took it for whatever reason it was an okay condition nobody took it but then a couple days later, it had one graffiti tag on it. Now another smashed. graffiti tag. Now a drawer is smashed. And now it's raining. And now it's falling. And it was there for two weeks and just became this disgusting, huge pile of mess. And yeah. obviously, the person who put it out there is lives in this building and is walking by it every day and is not taking responsibility. And eventually, after like several weeks, I'm sure a neighbor had to call a service to come and deal with it or they dealt with themselves. Then you got to pay for it. Yeah, and so it's just um, so just don't. I would say don't treat the street the street like your junkyard because yeah, that's it's not that's not what it is. You know? Especially don't put your mattress out there. No one's taking a mattress. There's yeah, yeah. so many mattresses on the streets. It's ridiculous. And again, that's just people that just don't want to take the time to properly dispose of their mattresses because you know it takes time out of your day and stuff. So, but so but the good point part is that a lot of people in Berlin would be terrible at murder. True, they can't <laughs> they get just, rid of like they their just put sh- the body on the, the sidewalk. <laughs> Super shaken. Super shaken. Please take this body. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> Please touch it. I need your fingerprints on it. <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, let's talk about this whiskey. I need, I need another and, splash because you know, I finished mine. I'm surprised you did not. Actually, uh, okay, What's hold it? on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Remind everybody, what are we drinking again today? We are drinking the cheetah. Ooh. <laughs> the cheetah. She said really fast. Like, the cheetah. Uh, C-H-I-T-A. So maybe it's a different pronunciation. I don't know. Uh, single grain Japanese whiskey from the House of Santori whiskey, and it's the Distillers Reserve, whatever that might mean. I mean usually, that means it's it's just better. Like the Jameson Distillery Reserve is better than the normal Jameson. It's just like it's just a higher, higher quality version of you know. True. It's always it's always a positive. Let's say that it doesn't mean worse. <laughs> this is a product of Japan, made in Tokyo, and it's forty three percent. Fifty three or forty three. Forty three. Right, cheers. cheers. So I want to say before, intro to myself, is I really like it a lot. Uh, I like it, it a lot, a lot. It's gorgeous. It's really good. It is gorgeous. It, it, it's just, yeah. It's a bit sweet, uh, but not in like a rye way. It's like a little no. hint of sweetness there. But not too sweet. Not, not those like, we had those few random whiskeys that were like, it was just like a sugary. Right. It was like a Slurpee. No, it's not like that. Yeah. It's sweet. It, it, it goes down incredibly smooth. Like it's really it's smooth. Like, it's like uh, those old Bud Light commercials. It definitely has superior drinkability. 
<laughs> okay, true. Um, uh, and there's just like a lot of flavor, a lot of interesting flavors going on. Yeah. It's really good. I just, I kind of have to just give it a nine. I'll give it a nine too. It's, it's just freaking good. I like it a lot. It's like, Japanese, man. You can't like, you can't go wrong with Japanese whiskey. They know how to make some whiskey. They know what they're doing up over, over there in the East. It's just good. You know what I've realized? Like with the, I don't want to say lesser whiskeys, but the whiskeys that are, you know, less than eight, an eight, you know what I mean? Okay. Those are always kind of a harder to give an exact number. But like a nine, you just know it like the second it hits your mouth. Uh, yeah, a nine slaps you in the cheek. Yeah, like like that. The, the first sip I took, I was like, "Hello." Yeah, I was like, "That's." An, I, I'm probably gonna give that nine. That's amazing. You know, yeah, like you absolutely. just you just know. But other ones, it's kind of like you gotta take your time. Really think. Hmm, Seven point eight five. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So uh, nine, you give it a nine. Good stuff. Way to go, Centauri. Another another winner with the uh, the cheetah. And I want to say. I don't know exactly, but I want to say it's only about like 40 euro because lately we haven't been spending more than that. So I think it, it was like 43, oh, something 43, like that. Maybe yeah, like that. around so, there. But still for a really high quality Japanese, yeah. um, a lot of the, some high quality Japanese are like 70, 80. So exactly. 40 is a great price. Is, is uh, not too shabby. Not too shabby. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty excited. It was a good episode, good fun and good whiskey. So I had a good time. How about you guys? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I feel like it's like Blue's Clues. Have you seen Blue? Where is he? <gasps> You're right. Or just like our, the app where we did the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or that. Or like the Clio app. Yeah. Anyways, everybody, uh, thank you so much for listening. We appreciate all of you. You're all beautiful and wonderful people. Yes, I, I you hope. are. Because, again, we don't want bad people listening to our podcast. So, everybody, have a great day or evening or morning. And uh, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay thirsty. Banzai. Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're doing German Shuffle. <laughs> <laughs>